What's going on, you guys? The Throne Podcast, episode 117. We are back. I know I was off last week, but it was Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So cut me a break. Uh, and this Friday is actually going to be New Year's Day, but we'll, we'll still get that episode. Or, or is it New Year's Eve? Is it the 31st or the 1st? Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. I think it's Thursday, Friday, I think, again. I'm off of work. That's what matters. Uh, so we'll get this episode out that day. Um, but today is different. Joined by a very special guest out of New York City. Nico, what's going on? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, just coming off Christmas. Um, excited for the New Year's. Um, but, you know, I took a little bit of, um, I don't, not a hiatus or anything. It's only been a week. But I just feel like I've been posting less frequently. So, um i kind of want to get back on that grind and stuff mm-hmm. um it's just harder to get people to to come into the studio you know yeah i this holidays is just since christmas it's just been like stagnant for me really is that um this can put could put me in a bit of a slump <laughs> is that like mm-hmm. in your industry is that like a dead time of the year usually between christmas and new year um, I would say, yeah. I mean, if you've got a very wide clientele, some people, especially when they got really good or specific art styles, they're booked for, for years or just for months. So some people actually do can maintain a more mainstream, you know, work. Well, let's uh, actually let's tell the people what you do. What, what industry you work in? Uh, and, you know, what, what do you do? that's in the arts oh yeah uh, i'm a tattoo artist yeah um, okay doing it for like three years really that short yeah okay uh, my apprenticeship wasn't too long but it kind of got a bit like cut off or something and then i was just like you know what uh the industry could be a little like rough in what uh, place? so it depends. Like there are a lot of like elitists, and then there's also a lot of like sexism and all that stuff. Um, okay. Plus, sometimes it's hard to try to find a, a comfortable space to work in. And then, when it comes to artists who are really good or have good reputable shops, it's like they're not going to want new people if they got a good set of artists already. So you know, oh. finding a good place to be is always kind of hard to come by. I see what you're saying. It's kind of um, dependent on location and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the owner of the store and stuff like that. But I feel like tattooing is one of like um, those industries that's still around where you can like actually take up an apprenticeship and like maybe just go to the store owner or someone who's been doing it for 10, 20 years and be like, yo, I want to learn how to do this and like kind of just be like an intern. Like, is that kind of what an apprenticeship is? Um, The thing is like, so yeah you the way i did it i went to like two different shops mm-hmm. uh one barely had accepted me but they, i guess they were probably just going to use me to like clean up after them and all that crap the second one you know they accepted me um but it's like as i was learning more and more about you know cleanliness and then just i guess more in like health terms you know, I started seeing like kind of how crappy the shop I was at. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, hmm, this place is kind of dirty. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. Is that prevalent? 
Because you feel like when someone's cracking open needles and dealing with stuff like that, you'd want it to be one of the most sanitary environments, you know? Yeah. So you see, the thing is, like, a lot of some of them still, like, at least the owner kept, like, a clean setup. But at the same time, his station was messy as hell. Um, The other artists were okay. Right. But it's like when it came to the rest of the environment, it was pretty, there was a lot of clutter and it was just kind of dark and <laughs> just the cleaning standards were not that up to par. Wow. Uh, and New the, York is pretty stringent though with that, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I wasn't, um, the shop I was at though. No, probably not the best. <laughs> That's crazy. When you're yeah. in a position like that where you're not necessarily in charge and you're noticing stuff that maybe shouldn't be done, like how does that how does what kind of position does that put you in? Like, do you feel like, damn, maybe I shouldn't be here? Do you kind of feel like you're kind yeah. of customers a disservice? I did feel that way, like for a long while. Like after I took um the license exam and all that, mm-hmm. I was just I felt weird. So I was like, okay, so I wanna learn. But at the same time, it's like it's not a comfortable setting. Um, the owner, while he was a good tattoo artist, you know, he wasn't very on top of uh, his other artists. <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm. It just didn't feel like a responsible place. And But I, I just took what I can. And then, you know, I got my own spot now. It's small, okay. but, you know, it's something. Yeah. And... I just do my best to have as little clutter as possible in my station. Only certain things are there. I don't, you know, try to like bring too much stuff in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep it, uh, especially when you're in charge of your own spot. Like you can't really blame anyone else. You know, if it's cluttery, like mm-hmm. it's your spot, then you got to take responsibility for it. But I think that's always great to have your own kind of studio set up or something like that. Like when I first started this show, I was running it out of my cousin's apartment. <laughs> Uh, yeah he was the producer at the time so he was kind enough to let me um you know record there and bring guests there and everything and you know when you're at someone else's space i mean especially when it's something that we're not getting like he wasn't getting paid for you know i wasn't making money off of it either so at some point that's gonna run out so i finally started doing it out of my own spot and so i have my own little studio set up and i definitely feel more comfortable having like my space that i can call my own you know does it feel nice yeah, it's like the same thing, right? When you find how long have you had the studio um set up? Uh five months. We'll be hitting six months next month. So you okay. guys did it like in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah, kinda. Well, okay, okay. So yeah, give me the backstory behind that. <laughs> because everyone in the tattoo industry was pretty like struggling early on, right? Yeah. I mean, okay, so what was it? It was, you know the the winter like the pandemic started right yeah I think, february yeah february like january i went to japan so you know i was all oh, fine okay. and uh, it was like literally before all the shit blew up so that's awesome oh was so before i left the owner had kind of asked me not to come back in a weird indirect way like, at that point what? i was fine with it yeah it was weird i i was like wait are you telling me not to come back i'm not sure but in a way i was okay with it because uh 
I was really uncomfortable with the whole place, just like with a bunch of things. Um, so I, I was all right. I was like, okay, peace. I took myself, you know, early in the morning and I just left. Oh, damn. Um, so I had a friend of mine who also tattoos and, you know, she had a worse experience with the same shop than I did. Y'all um, met at that shop? Huh? You guys oh, met no. at the shop? I met her at the first shop that I tried to apprentice at. Because she was oh. there for a little while longer before I told her, you know, she had a rough experience with that first studio. And I told her to tag along with me. And then, you know. So like, y'all both went over to this second new shop? Yeah. Okay. And then both okay. had a bad experience as well? Yeah. Like, Hers is worse uh, than mine. Damn, but. Man, that's such a bummer. Can yeah, you go into uh, not not her situation? Obviously, you don't want to speak for her, but maybe a little bit uh, of what happened with your situation. Would you be willing to talk about that? Or oh yeah, of course. Um, for me, it was just I I I got treated okay. I was fine. Mm-hmm. I you know did what I had to do, and I'm in my own business. But I think because of my friend's experience, it was really it just changed the way I saw everything in that stu- in that shop. So I started showing up less and less. And also, I didn't have a lot of appointments at the time. So it's like, what am I going to do? Just sit there and draw. And I didn't feel the need or it felt useless to try to, like, help clean or maintain the shop because none of the other people cared. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's such a bummer. You don't want to clean up other people. It was really discouraging. Um, my friend had already left at the time, so I was just kind of like biding my time a little bit. But, you know, I had told the owner, I was like, look, I'm not, I mean, I was barely in, like barely. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to be around for two weeks going on vacation, just so you know. And that was when he told me like in an indirect way not to come back, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Okay. And so my friend had wanted to do to like rent a room somewhere because you know she still had some people like hitting her up for tattoos so we had like saved up and scrounged up some money for her to she found this room to rent over somewhere in the bronx i forgot where exactly so i guess that's not where you guys ended up if you forgot where it is yeah, we were there <laughs> for like less than eight, for like five, six months too. Okay. So we barely even got to use that room space before, you know, the pandemic hit and the quarantine was what, like in February or March? March. I want to say March. It started at least March. over here. Maybe New York started a bit earlier. Yeah, like March, we were not there at all. That's crazy. Um, How was but- that? that original time? Like when, when they like shut everything down i mean what were you what were you thinking you were going to be were you thinking about fuck man maybe i need a, another gig or what was that like oh well, i mean i was okay um i was living with family so it's not like i had to pay a lot of bills right what about for the studio yeah oh well, i managed enough to you know we split the rent it was okay. 800 um we were we managed we had some money on the side for it. 
That's good. Well, we barely got to use the space. And then I like coming here to this new place now, I felt bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, anyone who's been to that room and then come here, it's like, oh my gosh, it was such a small, dark room. And now we got this wider space. Well, I had a friend of mine be like, oh wow, this place is so much nicer. Yeah. The other one was kind of weird and creepy. And I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> fuck man creepy that's not the good review that you're looking for when you're in <laughs> space man but that's always um good to see the progress you know like how you said you went and listened to the first episode of the show and then listened to the last one i hope mm-hmm. that at the very least the audio quality is better <laughs> at the very I least hope so. yeah. I, I think so it was no i i'm pretty sure because <laughs> the microphones we were using in the recording setup and everything but uh mm-hmm. regardless um there's there's some parts um like throughout this year specifically where like i play music so i felt kind of like like you said um earlier discouraged uh or just like i don't know creatively drained and not being able to play shows um stuff like that i kind of uh i don't know find myself in a bit of a rut a couple times this year like has that ever happened to you Mm -hmm. how do you deal with things like that as a as a tattoo artist Gosh, I I'm a big procrastinator. Me too, man. <laughs> so much. The rut, I just don't know how to deal with it. Like, so I I'm a huge huge fan of Animal Crossing. So you know what I did? I just wasted the whole quarantine playing that. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, what I did no. in my rut. I was like, so I have like issues but i don't want to think about that right now so let me save that for the next day and that's what i just did just push it to the next day and the next day but um now it seems like you're kind of um you know tattooing a bit more often i saw you did um a little moon tattoo was that like a sailor moon thing yeah okay okay okay. i figured because the color and the moon I, i just didn't want to assume but so i mean it seems like you got out of it so eventually what what helped you kick it back into gear was it just like maybe reopening going on covid wise or i mean was there a switch that went off in in you personally oh yeah like you know having to what was it maintain the space because uh we weren't really looking to try to move just yet uh my friend found the craigslist ad for this and we came and we saw this yeah, for the place we're at now, and we were just like, "Fuck it, we have to, we have to get it." <laughs> like, we just had to. Yeah, it was for the eight hundred a month too, and we get like a whole little office space with like two rooms. Are you still um out of the Bronx, or did you move to Manhattan? Oh no, we're still in the Bronx. We're okay. in um, Little Italy. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got some nice little restaurants and shit. Yeah, huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed too, like a, a big kind of I don't know, I don't know if I call it a theme, but just like a common art device. Like you draw a lot of flowers. Uh yeah. is there a particular reason or are you just a fan of flowers? Nah, just those were just easy things to come up and not feel too stressed about to draw, you know, like oh flowers a flower. Were you and- always an artist or did you start late? Mm, I guess kinda. I in high school I was uh, I had a major in um graphic arts. Okay. Oh, high schools was, had majors. Well, the school high school I went to it was um a trades and technical school. Okay. 
Yeah, so I used to work on Illustrator, a small amount of Photoshop. Okay. Not a lot. So mm -hmm. graphic design is what you ended up studying in high school? Yeah, that was fun. Mm. I except I'm not too into it when it comes to like ads and logos and all that. I kind of suck at that. <laughs> Yo, I have uh, the original producer of the show, my cousin Malik. That's that's what he did. He went to the Art Institute for graphic design, and he ended up getting a a pretty decent gig, like designing advertisements and stuff for Sonic, like the the fast mm -hmm. food joint. Not, oh, yeah. like the, not the character <laughs> that'd be way yeah. cooler i think that's what he wanted to do but sonic like the drive-through you know place mm -hmm. um so he's he's always when 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 we were doing the show he would always come up with like little teaser trailers and like um title cards and stuff like that like shit that really uh helped out and uh, i definitely learned how to use a bit of photoshop from him and like he gave me like a template and stuff so i know how to work uh, my way around like some of the graphic design aspects, but I've always wanted to learn how to draw like by hand. I've always sucked at it and it's always like intrigued me. I've always been into mangas and anime and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's all like hand drawn stuff. Um, so is that something that like, is that a natural talent or can you learn that? I feel like oh, it doesn't matter how many times I practice shading and all this shit. I'm never going to be able to draw something like really dope, like freehand uh you know of course you can learn it just takes time it's it's the most annoying phrase but it's you know practice 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 for real yeah just you just gotta keep doing it so how often do you do you draw and come up with ideas um i i have like a lot of stuff that i've been like have have i have like half done or even old art that i revisit and then just change it up Hmm. Change uh, like I, majorly or you do like little small changes it depends on what i'm feeling uh, just some some of them are major some i'm just like i just want to see how it looks if i tweaked it this way or another i've been trying to do it like more every day even if it's just a little bit uh just something yeah that's what i was gonna ask is it an everyday thing you try mm -hmm. and get in some drawing every day i try to that's not, I'm not always perfect with this. Oh, me either, man. I, I really should practice um, drumming a bit more often than I do. I always I always talk about that on the show, but uh, it's like that uh, that whole thing or goes back to being a terrible procrastinator, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, man, it's just like with guitar, it's like um, you want to practice guitar, you just pick up the guitar and play. It could be acoustic, it yeah. could be electric. There's not much setup required, but like if I you know take down my drum set to, to make some space in here in the studio for a podcast i want to practice my drums i gotta fucking lug all that shit back in here from the living room and put it all together again and i mean it's not the worst process in the world probably takes me like yeah minutes but man so i just want to play one song bro i gotta set up the whole kit you know yeah. that's why i got into guitar for a little bit at the beginning of um like probably like mid last year i really started to get into guitar learn chords and stuff like that because um i was talking about how i was feeling like creatively drained uh mm -hmm. or just like uninspired like the guitar for a while um the fact that it was a new instrument it was something different and i feel like it's more of expressive than the drums you know like you can do some sad stuff some happy stuff like different mm -hmm. notes drums is kind of like you just hit it you know and, and yeah. noise and I love the drums. Like that's always going to be my probably my favorite instrument to play. But 
it was different, you know, getting to fuck around with guitar. Like, is there anything you can do in, in drawing that's kind of like the equivalent of that? Like maybe trying to draw in like a different style or something that you've never drawn before? Like, how do you challenge yourself? Gosh, uh, honestly, I find certain challenges like discouraging, but I, hmm. I've been trying to practice anime and manga style too. Um, that's just what I've been doing, or at least... Well, what I've also mainly been trying to work on is like just color work too. What's I, color? Um, um, you know, just trying different combinations of colors, seeing what would be like the best outcome or something. You mean like mixing colors to get a new color, or like what do you mean? Because I have no idea what color work is. Oh. Explain so it for us. Dummy. Just different color combinations. Like I'll do a design, and it'll let's say just a flower, and I'll be like, okay, let me use red and pink or blue and purple. Like just changing it up and just trying to see what would look best, or like okay. how how would a color complement the design even better. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How how often do you get like um just line work versus doing full shade like full artworks? uh so i i don't do realism it's a bit too much uh it's like the portraits of like famous people and shit like that or like yeah or something Mm -hmm. why don't you do that um it's not something i'm like really well practiced in uh and i'm Mm -hmm. not confident with it so far Mm -hmm. uh you know it could go bad so easily (laughs) i've seen i've seen more than my for sure i'm like mm, i don't want to be one of those people that gave no. you like a really shoddy black and gray realism <laughs> that's the thing is like that when you see like oh bad tattoo like meme you know what i mean like it's the first thing you see is like a portrait of somebody or a tiger or a lion like looking yeah. real fucked up <laughs> yeah <I'm> like ooh. <laughs> how is that do you think that's the hardest thing to tattoo is something that looks that real, like real stuff? Mm, I would think so, yeah. Damn, I always because wonder how they do that. It, yeah, it's just you don't use harsh lines that much. So you're like slowly working and you're adding in like these washes of black just slowly. So and you can't even overdo it. Otherwise, you end up messing up the skin. And um, there's just a certain technique to it that, you know, I've, I haven't been taught, nor do I really have an idea how to do. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So even as a, even you, you do tattoos and that technique is still kind of like fucking that crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's just forbidden it's tattoo different. Technique. Yeah. I, you know, like uh, for me, it like I like to have the lines and I'll always you know color in or shade the design that I'm gonna do so that way it's like all right I know what I'm doing you know but to have something not with hard or like solid lines it's a bit you know like oh I'm I feel like I'm gonna lose it like the stencil and all that stuff and I'm like great do um portraits like that have stencils or they freehand that shit like no, they have stencils. Have you ever freehanded a tattoo? Mm, I don't think I have. Is I mean, that like on the bucket list? Little leaves. Uh, I would like 
too, but at the same time, I'm like, that's a that's a, a, that's risk, a right? healthy goal. Yeah. You ever uh tattoo yourself? Yeah, I have. Really? Yeah, it's on my Instagram. I tattooed like a little watermelon slice on my leg. <laughs> For real? Why that? Can yeah. I ask that? Are you one of those people that just like gets tattoos because you think they look cool? Like there doesn't have to be like a story behind it? Nah, I mean, I don't. Okay, so it's not so much like story. It's just like aesthetic, I guess. Okay. I just, I like to have a whole, well, I like to see, to have my tattoos be cohesive. They don't got to be about like the same stuff. I just, I don't want them to look too drastically different. So what, how many tattoos do you have? I've got um, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, shit, you have a lot. Yeah, hold on, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten? I think I have, like, ten or thirteen. I feel like I'm missing something. Holy shit. Um, a lot of tattoos. Yeah, and then my friend's going to do one for me next week. What are you going to get? I'm going to get a conch shell, like, right here in the side of my arm. Why a conch shell? Can I ask that? I just like them. I thought they were pretty. <laughs> that's, like, um, that, that's like the shell that you hold up to your ear and you can hear, like, the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, dude, I really, um, I was, for the viewers that don't know, I had a, a whole trip planned to New York um, this week. I was supposed to be out there from the 23rd to tomorrow, the 29th. And I was really stoked to do this interview in person because I was, um, I don't know, considering getting a tattoo while doing the interview. Like, yeah. uh, I thought that would have been such a cool fucking idea. <laughs> and like, uh, <laughs> fuck, I, I really um, wanted to do it. And um, I don't know, like the tattoo that I had in mind, I was really between two of them. And mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that like, it's not so much for aesthetic. Um, for me, I really kind of like, I don't know, like for me to want something on my body forever, I kind of want it to mean something like it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be like super deep, but like just something that maybe I care about or that means something to me, you know, so mm-hmm. I was stuck between that Frank Ocean shit and then something that was a bit more complicated, but I think would probably be more um, meaningful. It was something related to the my favorite drummer who's actually, sadly enough, the day he died was today in 2009. It was the 28th of december so rest in peace to the rev uh drummer oh yeah uh right yeah um he he was uh pretty much the guy who inspired me to drum and when he passed away the singer got a tattoo on his hand of like this skull design that's like kind of supposed to be the drummer um that was on in one of their album booklets and i always thought that was such a dope tattoo i don't think i'd get it on my hands just because I need to work. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, I was thinking, I don't know, like on my forearm, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, I just I was between that and the Frank one because the, I feel like the Rev one would would take a bit of like it'd probably be a way longer session. It's more complicated. The Frank one was just like simple, like line stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just um, the whole COVID thing going on right now and uh uh, people I was staying with, they weren't, you know, Florida was kind of given a bad rap for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I hear they're making people fill out paperwork. I don't know. Just shit got complicated. So I ended up having to cancel like really last minute. Like, I don't think I ended up deciding on what I was going to do till uh, like the Monday 
uh, before I was supposed to go, like Monday last week. Um, so it just, you know, shit happens like that. But I go out to New York pretty often, so hopefully that that could still be a thing. Maybe you know, part two of yeah, this of course, year. that would be so much uh, fun. I just the one thing I was thinking about was, uh, I mean, on top of having to bring microphones and and this kind of shit, you know, in my carry on, um, like would the tattoo machine like get in the audio? Like that's that's the only thing I was worried about was audio um, being able to record with the tattoo machine. How noisy are they? Have they gotten any quieter? Oh, so I don't use uh, coil tattoos. Those are the ones that are super loud. What do you use? Uh, I use a. They're called rotary machines, and the one I have is is quiet enough. Some people say like they don't hear it at all. I'm like I can still hear it, but oh, for real? Yeah. You don't hear yeah. it at all. For some people, yeah, they don't notice. I I'm constantly aware of the sound, so I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um you're around it so often you probably notice it a bit more. Um, but mm-hmm. someone expecting a loud ass, like you said, coil tattoo gun. Like I was expecting like what they used on me and shit. And even the tattoo, the one tattoo that I have could use a fucking touch up because I didn't take care of it too well. So when it scabbed up, like some of the ink came off with the scabs. Like yeah. I was so bummed, bro. Oh. I was like Damn, bro! I waited for this to heal for it to look like not. Nah, <laughs> like yeah, man, I was um, I was bummed, but I, I like I like having my tattoo. So, but at first, I kind of forgot it was there. I had a big bit of a, a mixed feelings about it. Like, damn, this this is here forever, huh? Like, uh, people always ask me, like, oh, is that the time you were born or whatever? Like, it it's uh, mm-hmm. but it's just a time. I don't. Bah, there it is. Oh, what's it for? Uh, it's twelve fifty one. Oh wait, the, the stroke, stroke song. song. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So people who know know, but most of the time it's like, oh, is that the time you were born? And then having to explain, it's like it's a song. And like I thought it'd be more entertaining, but like I, people don't know the strokes as much, man. Like I thought more people would know the strokes. Like uh, I'll tell them like, oh, it's a song by the Strokes. And they're like, the what? What are you talking about? I'm like, man, it's a band. It's funny because you're wearing the hat. And just as like I saw the time number, I'm like, does the Strokes song? (laughs) Yo, yeah, I love that band. Um, I feel like most of the tattoos that I've always wanted ever since I was a kid have always been music related. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, The the Rev tattoo I wanted like since I was in the eighth grade. (laughs) I never went through with it just because it's a big uh, I wanted to see if I wanted to get a tattoo. That's why I got this little one. I was like, I want to see how it feels. I want to see how I feel about it. If I don't like it, then all right, I have a little tattoo on my arm. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I do like it, then oh, okay, I can proceed and shit like that. What was the first tattoo you got? Oh, it's 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 music related too. I got a the a lyric from the Doors. The doors, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we oh. talked about this that that day I met you at that shop um, with my yeah. Cousin. What lyrics are they? Um, or for at least from what song? <laughs> it was from the uh, shit. Oh wow! Here I get confused. I know I have a tattoo and I forget because <laughs> I forget about it. It's right here on my back, so it's not like I'm like oh. Looking at it are. every day. Yeah, because I had this T-shirt right, and it was for the song. It was for the lyrics were "When You're Strange, You Know No One Remembers Your Name." Mm-hmm. Because you know how they have two songs that have the word strange in it? Strange days and when you're strange, right? Something like yeah, that. I'm pretty sure it's when you're strange. Yeah, that's from when you're strange. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, I remember the first time I heard that song. I was in high school. I was like, oh, man, 
Jim Morrison gets me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, I, I love, I love that Morrison. lyric. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I love that lyric. I had it on a shirt, and I was like, "Let me get it." And does it, does it mean something to you, though? Like, why? Why did those lyrics stand out to you specifically? Is it just because you had it on a shirt? Uh, no. It's just when I think about the song. Um, it's I don't know how how to say it, but you know how like that that song has a bit of a. It's like you're around people, but you're still kind of far, like not very close with others. Like you still, like you know, you literally feel like a stranger to everybody, even to close people. I don't know. There was just something about the lyric that I just liked a lot, and I had that shirt for year, a few years before. So I was like, you know, let me let me get it. And I've always been a huge fan of the Doors. My dad was one, so. Uh, I just figured I'll just get that one. Interesting. I mean, that's a pretty big, bold tattoo for your first one. I, I, I'm surprised that was your first one. Yeah. Uh, any? Did you have like a love for tattoos before you decided to not get that really. or get involved? Uh, not really. I I thought they were cool, and I was like, oh, you know, it's it's just you get to decorate yourself. Like, yeah, it's permanent, <laughs> but uh. So I got the lyrics and then I have like six roses kind of around it. I kind of regret the roses, not because they're <laughs> bad or anything, but I'm like, I don't like roses that much. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What, what was the decision to get them uh, initially? Uh, so I wanted them to look like these roses from the album cover of a Mexican rock band that I like. And um, I guess I didn't express that well. Like I, I showed him a picture of the roses on the album cover, and you know he matched the colors, but it wasn't the style like it as in the album cover. So it was gonna be like two little band tribute tattoos, you know, the roses and the lyrics, but it didn't turn out that way. (laughs) Like, yo, when I go to my barber and I like. I'll tell him like, yo, I want to do uh, like a hard part. I want you to fucking do the line there. One time, instead of doing it like here, he did it like right on the fucking line, like here and back. Mm-hmm. And even something little like that, where like my hair will grow back in a month or two. It's fine. I'm like, uh, like, ooh, like, how do you, when you, when he's like, oh, how do you feel about it? He holds a mirror up and you're like, and, you're yeah. like, and you have that really, like, these are not the roses that I fucking want. And like, there's no going back. Like, no. you're not going to attach the hair back to my head, Barbara. So what do you, like, I'm just like, all right, here's your money. And I walk out, you know, so, but like yeah. for a tattoo, like, I would be devastated if I didn't get exactly what I wanted, like. Yeah. That, that would have turned me off of tattoos probably like how how did you feel in that moment where like this is not like damn I it? was okay with it I was like eh, whatever I'm the type of person For that is like, yeah throw oh. me in, the, in a shitty situation and I it's slipped like, out <laughs> no I don't know it it took I liked them at first mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until like recently that I'm like you know I'm kind of bored with them like I forgot about them because again they're on they're on your back. Yeah. So I'm just like, eh. and you know another regret of mine when it came to the the lyrics, mm. I wish they were a bit bigger. 
Um, yeah, I think they're a bit small. They're not super small, but I wish it was a bit bigger. Is that the only um, Doors tattoo that you have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they your favorite band? They're like top five, top ten. Could you name top five right now? I mean, this is kind of like a music show, huh? you know? Right? Okay, okay. Give me a second. Yeah, because if I, have I, the, I the Doors I were your favorite, you can take your time. You know, I'll, I'll uh, keep the listeners entertained. Uh, yeah, pull yeah. up the Spotify list or whatever they do, <laughs> the kids do now, you know. I personally, I like Apple Music, man. I can't stand Spotify. I I only use Spotify because it's there, but I just, I download music and then put it on my phone. That's what I do. Oh, you're old school, man. I miss those days. Like, it's just, yeah. Uh, I buy a lot of vinyls now. They come with the digital downloads. I haven't done it once. And mm-hmm. like... I remember, man, I when I had an Android, I had this uh, music player app on my phone. It was hacked. And if I wanted a song, I just fucking download that shit right there. MP3, Skull or some other website, whatever. Now it's like everything goes through Apple or everything goes through some streaming service. And you like never own anything. That's that's kind of I think why I like vinyl so much is because like everything's a fucking service now. You yeah. pay nine ninety nine forever. Like I want to buy it and own it and never have to pay again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what it is too. Like, I still have some CDs, um, but I would just, I'll literally just download the songs and just put it on my phone. Granted, I still, I have a lot more songs that I've been wanting to download and then put it on, just because, like, especially when you lose internet service, it's like great, I can't hear nothing now. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, yeah. I learned that the hard way on a plane. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do we got? Top five, huh? What do we got? Okay. <laughs> so I'm just gonna okay, okay. Doesn't have to be I, any particular. I love, I, okay, so there won't be a specific ranking. Okay. But you know, I guess I would say the doors is like my number one or two. Second, I guess would be I love Deftones. Really? I love them. yes, I will they're the only band that I consistently will listen to their new album every time. Wow, Danny, the guy who was on the last episode, he loves Deftones. He mm-hmm. cannot get enough of them, so I think that's funny. I think um, what happened? Uh, I said I think they're okay. I always tease Danny about them. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because their singer looks like Guy Fieri, and he hates when I'm. Yeah, singing. he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Doors, the Deftones, a lot of the D's in your list, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Doors and the Deftones. What other the? It's a Mexican band called Kefanes. I haven't heard. There's of a yeah. I know Mana. That's the only Mexican band I know. I don't like Mana. Of course <laughs> not. They're too mainstream, right? No, I just I can't stand <laughs> some of the lyrics or the way the guy sings. I'm just like, oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. What <laughs> really? Yeah. What's wrong? No, what's wrong with Mana? I, I want to go into that. I don't know. I think it's because my uncle always shits on them, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they're like the Mexican Nickelback. Like, everyone just hates them. Well, they're popular. A lot they're super popular. Like- That's what I'm saying. I thought you would like yeah. them. Why does I your just- uncle trash them so much? Uh, I think he's just particular, too. What's your heritage, by the way? I'm Mexican. Okay, so how do you- did you just, like, get a hotel in Japan? Like, you don't know anybody out there? That's kind of crazy to go out to another country and just, like, free ball it. Yeah, it was just a sort of vacation. That's cool as fuck. 
But like to go somewhere and you didn't do you speak you didn't speak the language at all, huh? No. <laughs> so how did you get around, dude? I, I would be so that's well, intimidating to me. They had a lot of English translations in Tokyo. A lot. So it was actually kind of mm-hmm. easy. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh wow. Um, and like talking to people, like ordering food or whatever. No, ordering food was a bit tricky. <laughs> um I had to try to use Google Translate, which was annoying as hell to use. Of course. And then I think one restaurant, they were like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, we don't speak English, so we'd rather not serve you. So it's like, okay, that's cool. You know? Damn. That- yeah, not like an offense. That is- they were like, it's going to be really hard to, like, understand each other. So, and a lot of times for breakfast, just went to, like, 7-Eleven grab some stuff coffee and then that's it you go can you imagine like if that happened here though that would be like (laughs) morning news like hey i went to a restaurant and uh apparently they only speak english or or they speak yeah yeah i speak spanish only they speak english and they wouldn't serve me because i only speak spanish like next day they they gotta hashtag me too bro they gotta shut the restaurant down everything you know what i mean like it would be such a it would be construed like such a racist thing especially if the the store owner was white i just think that's that's kind of crazy we're like in other cultures it's kind of just accepted like ah no y'all don't speak the language you no, like (laughs) we're not even gonna serve you like that's kind of (laughs) crazy and usually japanese people i mean japan is i mean they have a really respectful culture you know so that kind of surprises me yeah, I mean, they didn't, he didn't mean it in a rude way. He like the way he was saying, he's like, I, I can't remember. He just said that all you could say was like, you know, the English is going to be hard and they don't have English translated menus because some restaurants do. They'll have like an English translation underneath. And so uh, that spot just did it. I mean, yeah, I totally understand. I don't think it's it's a racist thing to do. I just feel like it's it's kind of crazy how different cultures will um, misconstrue things or take things a certain way. I I do genuinely think that he just said that because it would probably be super challenging with the language barrier to serve someone. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have translated menus either. So they'd probably be like, whoa, what's in this? What's in that? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know how to speak your language, you know, <laughs> like, but like, yeah, I mean. But if the same thing happened here, it would be t- taken a whole different way. Uh, I don't know. I just find that interesting. I just wanted to point that out. But um, we got the Deftones. We got that Mexican oh. band. We got the Doors. Do you know Heroes del Silencio? That's uh, is that the people that made Avalancha? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, dope that's, as hell. Another, that's another one of my favorite. I love Incubus too. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. So is that that's five right there? So you, you got 10? You're about to keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking through because sometimes you, I haven't heard them in so long. Yeah. I Sometimes a lot of bands just don't come out to me. And is, like, there, is there a, um like a, like you kind of just listen to rock music or like, are there mm-hmm. any kind of other um genres that you like to, to listen to? Maybe not as often, but you still like dabble in. I avoid country. I'm so sorry. Like I avoid country. No, I avoid country like the plague too. But I do uh, like a fair share of rap music. I like some. Um, like I like metal. I really like metal. I like indie. I like mm-hmm. Daft Punk. You know what I mean? Like some house yeah. music. 
So I don't know. My taste is kind of all over. I really like soul funk, like the chili peppers mm-hmm. or uh, Al Green, you know, like whatever. Like I'm really yeah. broad. A lot of people um, kind of keep themselves in like a couple genres. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of the vaccines? No, That's I'm not too well aware of a lot of indie stuff. Are you into that kind of music? Yeah, depends. I, I don't go out of my way to listen to new stuff sometimes. Yeah, you know, even with artists that I like, when I see that an artist that I like drops something new, like sometimes, depending on who it is, my first instinct will be to go listen to it immediately. But mm-hmm. other times, like I see everyone talking about it and oh, and this and that. And I'm like, oh, it's too hype. I'm going to wait a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I'm just like that. Like, or it'll be like a new music video or something. And I'll wait a few days before I watch it just because like, uh, what if I don't like it? <laughs> like I don't. Oh like- my gosh! You know the music videos for, you know, uh, was it Ghost of You for My Chemical Romance? Yeah, that's uh, that, the one where he's like video- an army and shit, right? Yeah, that video kind of ruined the song for me. Like I really? wasn't imagining some that right stuff. Yeah, I feel you on that. I was not. That's not what I was picturing either. It didn't ruin the song, but. It was definitely a different. It changed it. It changed it. Yeah, and then I guess there's some, there's some songs that have the opposite effect. Like, um, I don't know if you ever heard "This Is America" by Childish Gambino. Uh, yeah, I thought. Yeah, he he dropped like a really sick music video for it. Like a bunch of people dancing and everything was going on in one shot, and it was all happening in the background and stuff. And I listened to the song like in the car one day because it was hot at the time and i'm like man this just listening to it doesn't have the same effect as me watching the video like the video is really what sold me on the song it i like the song in the car or listening to it whatever but i'm it's much more engaging when you have the video there yeah uh i really uh i was a big my chemical romance fan back in the day <laughs> um I think the black parade was one of the first cds that like i bought like not one of the first yeah. but probably like one of the first like five or six cds like the first cd i bought was like an m&m cd or something but i was uh really into um three cheers for sweet revenge like someone gave me that or i found it yeah like that. that i think i had that album i i i'll be honest i'm not a fan of the black parade i got really <laughs> tired of that song so quick i can understand why i got a lot of airplay around that time yeah. uh, and they played it on mtv and vh1 a lot as well but um i don't know it, it I, I, that album, I really, I still, even to this day, I like it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got three cheers for sweet revenge. Like, I just know I had the CD. I have no idea how it came into my possession. Um, but, you know, I started into, I started with rap and, and uh, you know, Eminem and 50 Cent and stuff like that when I was younger. And I didn't start getting into rock till like I got into middle school. And immediately it was just like heavy metal or nothing like Guns N' Roses, Pantera. I mean, Guns N' Roses, not heavy metal, but like more like yeah. heavier rock and stuff, you know, Pantera, Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, mm-hmm. Slipknot. And I pretty much wasn't listening to much else um, except maybe like old school hip hop, like Ice Cube and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in high school, I started like, I don't know, I guess calming down or becoming more in tune with my emotions or something. I don't know. But I started listening to The Strokes and Arctic Monkeys and um, just in general, more chill, like stuff, Frank Ocean. Yeah, chill bands, yeah. Or- yeah um and then that is kind of just like mac demarco i love mac demarco um i think that's kind of like my shit now like i think the strokes have kind of overtaken event sevenfold like 
there yeah. Avenged Sevenfold is always gonna have a special place for me because they were my favorite yeah. band. They were probably like my first favorite band, um, and they were for so long, and they inspired me musically and whatnot. But now I just I listen to the Strokes way more. I listen to a lot of more chill stuff a lot more often, um, and it kind of sucks, man, because like. <laughs> I they I I love that band so much, and to like come to the realization that like yeah, I really don't listen to them as often as I used to, you know. Yeah, you know it happens to me too. Like I'll, you know, I haven't listened to the Doors in a while, and it wasn't until I think like a week or two ago, you know, I put them back on. But you know, it it comes and goes with any band. Yeah, it happened for me uh, with the Beatles recently. I hadn't listened to them in in a while, and I I listened to uh across the universe and uh, Norwegian yeah. wood and stuff like that again for like the first time in a couple of years. And I was like, fuck, that's so good. <laughs> what happened? You know, like, why did I stop listening to it? And the same thing with event sevenfold, man. Like I listened to city of evil and nightmare and stuff for the first time in probably like a year or so. And I was like, damn, I remember why I love this band so much. Like they're mm-hmm. so dope. Um, I do want to ask this. Um, before I forget, because sometimes it'll get to the end of the show and I'm like, fuck, I didn't get to ask this. Yeah. Uh, what What is like the craziest like tattoo experience you had like with a customer? Like, has anyone ever asked for some crazy shit or shown up to the shop and done some weird stuff? No. That's a kind no. of a crazy industry a bit. You get some weirdos sometimes. No. Yeah. Uh. Other than people try to lowball you, you know, like, oh, I want this, this, and that, but I only got 40, 60 bucks. And it's like, <laughs> uh, like one time that happened, me and my friend were just like, yeah. in person? Uh huh, in person. We were just waiting for the shop to open. And this guy came up. He's like, oh, uh, I want to get something on my arm and this and on fingers. And uh, he's like, but I only got like $40. We're like, we weren't, you know, tattooing people, but we're, you know, we're like, yeah, that's definitely gonna, that's not $40. <laughs> how do you um put a value on a, on a tattoo piece? How do you, how do you go about doing that? Um, I mean, you got to make money, so. Yeah. You know, detail, the time, whether it's color, just black and gray, and then also like the difficulty on the placement. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, do more private areas, like, require more money? Like, if someone wants a tattoo right above their butt, you're like, all right, dude, I got to stare at your ass for four hours. Like, you got to gotta give me a Yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, well, hold on. Yeah, not like a huge markup, but it's like, eh, yeah. Like, I, I have a friend. His name is Andy. He literally <laughs> has a, a tattoo on his ass. Like, literally. I think it's an ice cream cone. Um, <laughs> and so I'm thinking like, dude, like on his cheek. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if whoever did that had to stare at his ass for as long as that ice cream cook took. Yeah. Ice cream cone took. Um, so I figured like, yeah, I definitely have to charge extra for that. Uh, cause you know, Andy is, is Andy. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I never understood that getting a tattoo on your butt. Like who's going to see it? Well, I mean, if you're Andy, everyone, because the guy, I love him. He's been on the show a bunch. Shout out to Andy. But, yo, <laughs> sometimes I'll go over to their house. Like, he he stays with uh, his bandmates sometimes with uh, this band called Arrows One. Uh, they're really cool guys. They're probably like my best friends that are in another band, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll go over there, bro, and Andy will answer the door butt ass naked. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Come on, man. Like, he plays too much, man. Like, I could never go on tour with them, dog, because I can't imagine what that man does on tour. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's too much. Have you ever <laughs> tattooed someone's butt? No. Would you ever? I, uh, it depends. I probably wouldn't. Granted, yeah. you know, I'd probably not get more than like a stick figure done tattoo wise. Uh, how do you practice? Is it I've seen people do like orange peels or like uh, like pig skin. Uh, like, how do you practice? I've done orange peels. Or, no, go ahead. Uh, I don't too. Yeah. And uh, I've had fake skin, too. Fake skin. It's like it's like silicone or something. Oh, and that actually is yeah. a good representation or does it give you a bit of a bad idea? I don't think it's the same for me. It's a bit different. The orange feel is probably a bit more closer. Really? But the fake skin, nah. I don't know. It just the like it doesn't translate well for me. Yeah, I, I would think that, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go and make something as as um crazy as like silicone fake skin i feel like you can try and make it as realistic as possible so the fact that the orange peel feels more real <laughs> than the fake yeah. synthetic skin is kind of crazy mm-hmm. is it expensive yeah like the there's one where it's like this one company does like a whole forearm up to like right here that shit's like 120 fuck you can just tattoo it all up and then like i guess you can display it or toss it yeah is ink expensive too Yes, no. I mean, I get the little like half ounce bottles, and those are like around six bucks. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was expecting yeah. tattooing to be uh, a bit more expensive, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you get like four ounce bottles of, you know, well, the black ink I get is like twenty bucks a bottle. Damn, black ink is the most expensive, huh? Yeah, it's the largest. It's the most used, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're coming up on an hour um so before we get out of here um any uh like final statements uh, where people could follow you you know plug your instagram your art (laughs) studio any anything like that before we get out of here yeah so my instagram is nico underscore montez with a z uh it's where you could find me i don't have any other platforms anywhere else but and then the instagram for my studio is don't blame me that uh I don't have it memorized all the time. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Is this your first uh, interview, by the way? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I did, a, I did um, a small mini interview over quarantine. But one of my clients had this friend who was... Yeah. Um, I think I saw that. Oh, you know? Yeah. I he, think so. Yeah, it was a quick little live interview just talking about how covid you know affects like your job and all that stuff yeah i tuned in for a little bit yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, remember that. I remember that uh yeah. so your studio yeah it's the the instagram for that is sanctuary tattoos bx that's for bronx right yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go um so that's great make sure you guys follow nico uh nico underscore montez and then make sure you follow her shop what's the shop one again i already forgot sanctuary tattoos bx <laughs> oh make sure you follow that uh nico thank you so much for doing the show i apologize it couldn't be in person i really wanted to be out there but you know with everything going on it was kind of uh, impossible at the moment but i'll try and be out there um hopefully by the summer but maybe maybe in the spring we'll see i have to go to 
to three points festival in April if they end up uh, doing that to see the strokes. Oh, yeah. If I mean, they rescheduled it. They've rescheduled it twice. It was supposed to be May of last year. Then it was October. Now it's April. So it'll probably be rescheduled again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see everything going back to like normal to the point where we can have a fucking full fledged festival by April. But Miami is crazy. Florida is crazy. So we'll see what happens. But um, until um, until I get out there and and we can do the face to face interview, I appreciate this. I appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, yeah 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 and i definitely learned a little bit more about uh, the tattoo industry i'm definitely um still gonna consider what i'm gonna do tattoo wise maybe you can help me with that decision um once we get closer to that and then you know we that that'll be i think that'll be a very interesting interview although my mom won't be happy with the tattoo but (laughs) nobody's parents are (laughs) (laughs) all right nico thank you so much for uh for joining me and i'll be back next week when we interview someone else Peace. All right. Uh, see ya.